You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 11. Want to be a rock star in your relationship? Today's episode, you'll learn how to have healthy communication the right way. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Welcome to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray. I am your host for today. Uh, If you're new, welcome. Glad to have you. If you've been around for a while and listening to my show, thanks for coming back. Uh, For those of you who don't really know me, I am a licensed therapist and a national certified counselor, and I am doing this podcast show uh, as a way to uh, help fight against the mental illness stigma that's out there today. And and I also want to help those who are struggling with some type of issue or struggle. And today, especially, I think it's probably uh, safe to say that most people have a hard time with communication. Uh, I've had lots and lots of clients that come to see me, and one of the biggest issues with couples, anyway, is learning to have uh, learning to have healthy communication, and that's what I want to talk about today. Today, we're going to look at the four rules of extremely healthy communication in relationships, and I want to help you to be a rock star. I want to help you learn how to have uh, just awesome communication in your relationship. And really, anyone can speak. Uh, Anyone just about on the planet can speak. Uh, But only a few know how to have healthy communication when it comes to conflict. And every relationship is going to be in a conflict. I don't care if it's finances or parenting or, um, you know, just spending time with friends. You name it. There's going to be conflict. And that's normal. That's natural. When you put two people together in the same room over an extended period of time, you're not going to agree on everything. And there's going to be many times that you're going to disagree. So I think it's going to be very important for you to learn how to have healthy communication in your relationship. And in particular, I want to focus on uh, either marriages, if you're married, or if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, a fiance. Uh, So today's episode is... Uh, how to have healthy communication in relationships. So whatever re- relationship that you have, uh, that's this this will pertain to you. And uh, my guess is you probably uh, have argued with your significant other uh, probably pretty recently. And that's just again it's just part of a normal healthy um, relationships. So let me ask you this question: When was the last time? You got into an argument with your spouse or your partner, and it didn't go so well. Maybe it even ended horrible. You know, talk about the opposite of healthy communication, right? Yeah, it, it, inevitably, you probably had uh, some time recently that you had an argument with your uh, in your relationship, and it didn't go well. Perhaps it just ended and nothing was resolved. And I can't tell you how many times that I've had couples in my office um, mentioning that in their argument, when they were arguing, 
it just got worse and worse and worse by the minute. It, it escalated so intensely that they actually forgot about what they were fighting about in the first place. And I think that happens. And what happens, let's say something, whatever that activating event is that causes the fight or the argument, maybe it starts out small. And then because there's not healthy communication, it escalates. And, and then eventually it leaves the original conflict. And then it kind of gets out of hand because one person is wanting to talk over the other and prove their point, And the other one is trying to defend their argument. And, and eventually it just escalates and layers and layers and layers. And the anger and the frustration and the hurt tends to rise as well. And then eventually the argument never gets resolved, leaving the two of you unhappy, frustrated, angry. You might part ways. You might even stop the conversation, but the the conflict has not been resolved. And if that's happened to you, I want you to really pay attention here. Uh, my recommendation, write, write it down, uh, these four rules down, or... Uh, keep listening and re-listening. Uh, this is going to be an episode I think you're going to want to listen to multiple times just to kind of get it into your mind how to have extremely healthy communication in your relationship. All right, so let's get to the four rules of healthy communication. I want to help you greatly um, increase or uh, really help your relationship. It can go to the next level. And learning how to communicate is going to take your relationship to that next level. And here we go. The four rules of extremely healthy communication. I will just run through the four and then I'll back up and I'll in detail go through each healthy communication rule. So the first one, the first rule is to listen first, speak second, listen last. Did you get that? Listen first, speak second, listen last. The second rule, don't jump to conclusions. Don't assume what your partner is thinking. Number three, rule number three is show empathy before pride. Show empathy before pride. And then the last rule, number four, forgive, release, resolve. Forgive, release, resolve. Now, Let's back up. Go to the first rule. Healthy communication rule number one. Listen first, speak second, listen last. Okay, so this is easy to say, but very difficult to practice for many people. But it's absolutely critical for you to practice, practice, practice healthy communication. You need to remember you've got to listen first. Listen to your partner. Then you can speak. And then follow that up with listening some more. So the common denominator here or the largest thing in this is listen. You got to listen. So work on your active listening skills and make yourself listen to your partner. First, don't just hear them, but listen to them. Now, there is a difference of hearing and listening. Hearing, you might hear noise and you are probably formulating your 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 defense but you're not really listening to your partner listen to their heart so after your your partner and, and your spouse 
has said what they needed to say, then it's your turn. But choose your words wisely. So watch out for your tone of voice, the level of your voice, and the intent of your voice. So the tone of your voice is huge when it comes to communicating. You know how to say, you can say just about anything in an angry tone and it comes across very negative. You, you know that, you've probably done it yourself. So you might, you might have something that you want to say or get across, but the tone that came out was negative. It was angry. And, and so the person that's listening is tuning you out. They're not listening to the content of your message. They're listening to the tone of your message. And that is huge. So you can say the same thing in one tone, let's say the angry tone, and the exact same thing in a nicer tone, and it conveys so different. It, it makes such a huge difference. So here's a, here's, here's a good example. So let's say in an angry tone, you say, why did you do that? Versus in a nice tone, honey, why did you do that? Do you see the difference? It's huge. So the tone is critical when it comes to communicating and trying to resolve the conflict. So the tone of voice, the next one is the level of your voice, which is very similar to the tone of your voice. Uh, but your level is kind of how loud you speak. So be careful not to raise your voice, even if you're really angry. Really try to stay calm. Try to stay cool and try to stay collected. So if you try to intimidate or dominate the conversation with your partner, you will shut them out in an instant. Or they'll be in defense mode. So if you are angry and that level of voice is elevated, you're either going to make your partner fight or flight. They'll either fight back and, and get angry themselves and say hurtful words themselves, which makes you worse and then them worse and it just gets out of hand, or it will make them flee and maybe avoid you altogether, maybe lock themselves in the room or get in the car and drive. And, and so they're leaving, not because they don't want to resolve the conflict, because they want to get away from you because your voice is so loud and intimidating. So be careful of your tone of voice. Be careful of your level of your voice. And then the third one is the intent of your voice. So the intent of your voice is the motivation behind what you're saying. And many times the intent shifts midstream from the original source of the conflict to a desire then to win or dominate the argument. So if your intent of voice turns to wanting to hurt, intimidate, or dominate the argument, you both lose. So be mindful if the intent of your voice changes to a more aggressive stance, and then be quick to correct it. So let's say your intention was to, I don't know, tell your, your spouse to start picking up their their socks that are left on the floor, or maybe do the dishes when they promised that they would that day. So that's your intent. But then maybe uh, it shifts because you get angry. Maybe they feel, may, you might feel like they're ignoring you, uh, but then it shifts. The intended voice shifts from wanting to, to uh, ask something nicely to getting angry and intimidating and dominating and, and being aggressive. 
So be careful of your intent of voice. So that's the, when it comes to healthy communication, number rule number one, listen first, speak second, listen last, last, and then it involves your tone of voice, your level of your voice, and the intent of your voice. Uh, so if your intent uh, is wanting to hurt, intimidate, or dominate, then you need to correct it. Okay, healthy communication rule number two is do not jump to conclusions. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't be quick to assume what your spouse is thinking or the intent of why they did what they did. So this is perhaps the most often rule that I talk about practically to every couple that comes in to see me for counseling. And that is don't jump to conclusions and then try and try to always assume the best in your partner. So don't jump to conclusions, but do assume the best in your partner. Remember, you cannot read your partner's mind. You can't read your spouse's mind. So don't convince yourself that you can. You can only guess or at best infer their intentions. You'll be wrong most of the time if you assume. So don't jump to conclusions. So what should you do? Well, get evidence to back up your assumption. Ask your spouse or your partner if what you think is true. If you think they meant to do something or say something, ask them. Remember, even a hardened criminal is innocent until proven guilty. And your partner is not a hardened criminal. Well, at least <laughs> at least as far as you know, anyway. Uh, so if, if a criminal gets the benefit of the doubt, then your spouse or your partner should definitely get the benefit of the doubt. So make sure you don't jump to conclusions, especially in a conflict. Okay, healthy communication rule number three. Show empathy before pride. Show empathy before pride. Empathy is showing compassion for the other person, even if they are guilty, even if they don't deserve it. So empathy is showing compassion for the other person, even if they are guilty. So empathy is the ability to put yourself in their shoes and to try to understand the situation from their point of view. And if you can do that, that will go a long way. Now, what your partner did or your spouse did may be completely wrong. I'm not saying let them off the hook, but at least show empathy, show them compassion, show them that you love them before your pride. So pride is simply wanting to defend your ego. If you want to defend your ego and you're wounded or you're offended, then you're going to defend it by golly. And you're going to fight back. And, and I do want to point out that's not always wrong, but in a good, it's a good practice to show empathy first. It's not always wrong to want to defend yourself, especially if you're right, but it's how you do it. It's how you, uh, it's where you put your, your pride, right? So put empathy first and then your pride second. So use statements such as, I can see how that would hurt you. Or that makes sense why you did what what you did. Or that would make me mad too. So if you can master the art of showing empathy, it will go a long way. Huge. It would it will set the other person that you're talking to at ease. 
It won't make them want to defend themselves. In fact, if you show empathy to them, it will put them in a humble position. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. And then it will bring the heated argument down to a level where you can talk. And that's where you want to be. So rule number three is show empathy before pride. And then number four, healthy communication number four, the last rule, is to forgive, release, resolve. So those three words, forgive, release, resolve. So a conflict is not resolved until this rule is completed. No conflict will end well unless number four, rule number four, is implemented. You, get, you have to forgive. There has to be a release and there has to be resolved or a resolution. So you can successfully complete the first three rules that I just talked about and your com- communication will still not be healthy. You simply cannot have extremely healthy communication without this rule. Have I highlighted that enough? Put it in bold. You've got to have this rule number four if you want to have extremely healthy communication and resolution. So forgive, forgiveness. Forgiveness involves being humble or even vulnerable before the other person. Forgiveness admits wrongdoing and then asks for mercy and grace. And that's something that is sorely missing today. Forgiveness just doesn't happen. It's not part of our human nature. You have to really go within your spirit, go within your compassion place, if you will, and to extend that mercy and grace. So if you offended your partner, go to them and ask for their forgiveness. Admit that what you did or what you said or what you didn't say or do was wrong and that you hurt them, and then ask for their forgiveness. There is just something releasing and freeing about receiving and extending forgiveness. It will remove that tension in the air. It will take that monkey off your back. It's a huge burden to feel like someone has never forgiven you. So it helps both of you the one, one to ask for forgiveness and, and the other one to extend it. It helps both. And that leads, in, leads into the next one is to release. So after forgiveness has been received and extended, you must release your anger. You might still be hurt, but you need to let go of your pent-up anger and hostility and resentment and bitterness. You see, forgiveness is not magic, some magic Thing that you do and all of a sudden it takes away the hurt. 
But forgiveness, what it does, it takes away away the offense and lets the other person know that, you know what, I was hurt, I was offended, it really made an impact on me, but I choose to not hold anger and bitterness and resentment over you anymore. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to throw it in your face later, but I'm going to let it go. I'm still hurt. So forgiveness doesn't take away the hurt. And, and the hurt will go away eventually over time. You may have, have uh, heard or read about some humongous uh, examples of forgiveness. You know, a mom forgiving the person who murdered their child, for instance. That's huge. Uh, so forgiveness is not a small task. It should never be taken lightly, but it should always be a part of resolving conflict. And that leads into my, the third one, third point is to resolve resolution comes after forgiveness and letting go of your anger to resolve a conflict is to restore the relationship. So make sure you and your partner are clear when it, when the conflict is resolved, don't just assume that your partner or your spouse knows that it's resolved. Talk about it. Make sure you both agree on that. And this is where you make up and start having normal conversations again. The intensity of the conflict uh, is, is gone, and you can actually start talking about it. Maybe even uh, have some humor or fun, just lighten the air a bit, uh, but it, it restores your relationship. So if you can nail all four of these rules of extremely healthy communication, you'll have an awesome relationship. It will take your relationship to the next level. Again, every couple is going to get into a conflict. That's, that's human nature. It's not about avoiding the conflict. It's about knowing how to resolve it and handle it the right way. Not every couple will be able to resolve a conflict in a healthy way. That comes with time. That comes with practice. But I really want to encourage you to start implementing these four rules of extremely healthy communication. So don't just listen to this once. Don't just listen. Just you listen. Make sure that maybe you have a spouse or a partner or some other relationship. And maybe you're in a conflict right now. Make sure they listen to this as well. If both of you can listen to this and both of you apply these four rules of healthy communication, that's going to rock your relationship. It's going to be awesome. It's going to put your relationship to the next level. So again, just as a recap, uh, rule number one, listen first, speak second, listen last. So there's listen first, speak second, listen last. So listen is a, is a bookend. Rule number two, don't jump to conclusions. Don't assume things. Get, assume your assumptions uh, or don't make assumptions. Get the evidence. Uh, number Rule number three, show empathy before pride. Put them first before yourself. And then rule number four, forgive, release, resolve. If you can do this, if you can start working on this, the next time you get in an argument, I would almost guarantee it will go well. It will go much better. It will uh, be resolved quicker. And by the way, I recommend to all the couples that I see, and I try to practice this in my own marriage, try to resolve the conflict before you go to bed. 
Don't just agree to, to stop talking and then go to sleep. Before you go to bed, I highly recommend that you attempt anyway to resolve the conflict. Work on it. Don't go to sleep until you do because it's not going to go away. You're going to wake up the next day and still be angry and then probably forget about it and it won't be resolved and it's still laying there the next time you have an argument and it makes everything a lot worse uh, if you don't resolve it. So my, my encouragement to you, I really hope and pray that your relationship goes to the next level. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone.